Hi everyone, I'm Lottie. And I'm Sam. And we're Shop Last Media. And this week, we're going to be chatting about our favourite actors. Oh, Sam, there's so many, so many good actors out there. I mean, where do you start with this? Yeah, I'm kind of spoiled for choice, to be honest. There's a lot of really good actresses and there's a lot of really good actors. Yeah, there's too much choice. I think I know what I'm going to go for, but it's it's been quite hard to decide. So what do you think makes a good actor then? Someone who kind of like just blows you off your feet when you're watching, you know, someone who kind of commits to it and you can tell they're committing and you can also tell they're enjoying themselves and enjoying the craft and all that. And you can tell that with films, you know, uh, I think it's really possible. And the examples I'm going to give now, I think are really good instances of them. But what about you? I guess it's charisma and charm, isn't it? It's, it's Some of it is the actor themselves and then the character that they're portraying. So it's sometimes you you almost connect with the character, I think, and then the actor is is sort of a part of that. But then the flip side of that is an actor really makes you think about a character in a different way that you hadn't before, and it's because it's their perception of how the character should be played. So... Well, that's actually quite a nice segue into my favourite actor, uh, which is Joaquin Phoenix, uh, Ooh, obviously. Good choice, good choice. Yeah, well, he's, you know, you were saying, you know, it depends, it's all dependent on how someone portrays that character because they can do it in different ways. And recently he played the Joker and he was always my pick for the Joker. And when he got announced, I was over the moon and he did such a good job and he was very different to all the other Jokers that have been out there. But I first watched him in um, Her... And I thought he was absolutely amazing in that. And it, it, it was a really heartfelt movie. And you just kind of watch what he does now. And he, he just, he really attaches himself. He, you can tell if he's going to be in it, that script's going to be good. Because I don't think he's, he's very stubborn and he only picks the best scripts and the best directors and stuff. And he, he really gives it his all, you know, like with Joker, he lost so much weight. Um, and then would put it back on for his next movie he's shooting. It's ridiculous. Yeah, he's a really good method actor, isn't he? Really, really gets into the character. And um, I think as well for him, the Joker, he almost, because of everything, obviously with Heath Ledger, there'd be so many comparisons. I think he almost had to go quite far the other way, in a sense, to really make it his own. And and not taking anything away from Heath Ledger as well, because he did an absolutely amazing job in The Dark Knight. But they're two very different um joker characters and i guess the films the two very different films as well which sort of stands them apart oh yeah absolutely every joker every actor who's played him has brought something new to the table you know and this joker you had a lot more sympathy for him and he's the villain and i think you could only really get that well i think you're definitely going to get that whacking phoenix because he can make you just you know switch like that and he he was fantastic everything he's been in uh I haven't seen him do a bad film or he hasn't played a bad performance. So what do you think about him, I guess, in the in the sort of in the public eye then? Because he's obviously with all the Oscars and the Academy Awards, he's been quite outspoken. He's come across, you know, he's said a few things recently that I guess could be seen as quite controversial. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, there's I think there's a lot of subjects that are like that. And he is some things he says are a bit like over the top, like his Oscar winning speech recently i was like okay just take your award and go away as ricky gervais was saying you know i was like okay yeah hammer on a bit too much i guess they've got the platform and you know they can say these things but i mean the good thing about it is i don't think it takes away from him as an actor at all they're very separate things so i like that you know he might be a bit 
you know, over the top in a lot of his you know, stuff he says, but I, he's still an amazing actor and you can't take that away from him at all. Well, I think it, I think it's good when actors are outspoken. I guess one of my favourite actors is is Leonardo DiCaprio, and obviously he's um, you know, is a huge environmentalist. He talks a lot, you know, passionately about the environment and you know energy and and all of those things. As you say, they use that, don't they, a lot as a as a as a platform, their celebrity status to be able to you know pitch their point across or get across something that they want to talk about. But yeah, I mean Leonardo DiCaprio. I think he's sort of he's come a long way, hasn't he? From the from the likes of I think it was This Boy's Life was his the first film that he was in in the in the early nineties, and then obviously his role as um, Jack in Titanic, which put him on the map. Um, you know, was one of the biggest films. But I mean, if you think about stuff that he's produced um, more recently, like The Departed, um, Django. Inception, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, The Revenant. I mean, you know, Wolf on Wall Street. There's been so many really good, big, big films. And I think as an actor, he's very versatile. You know, he can cover all sorts of different genres. And, you know, certainly in The in the Revenant, I thought was, I guess, similarly um, to your choice in that sense with um, Joaquin Phoenix, that film was pretty much him the whole time, more or less. I mean, they obviously had supporting actors in there, but all the main dialogue and the story really was was centred around his character. And to be able to grip people and hold people for, you know, two hours and command that attention on the screen, I think it takes someone quite special to be able to do that. Interestingly, just uh, while we're kind of talking about Joaquin as well, Leo was actually considered to play Joker before Joaquin. Which yeah. is interesting. Because at the same time, I, I can't see the face. No. Because Joaquin looks like the Joker. He looks like the comic book Joker. And then I look at Leo and I'm like, nah, he's too he's too much for a pretty too boy. Pretty, yeah, he's but too pretty looking, isn't he? I reckon he would have been really good at the same time, like acting wise. I reckon he would have killed it. You know? He's a brilliant actor. If you look at him in Django, I think he's kind of the most Jokery in that, you know? Yeah. But I think yeah. that, yeah, I think his role in Django is my favorite role of his. He's He's absolutely fantastic. And to be honest, I think his platform about, you know, about the environment and all that, I've always been someone who's said, you know, practice what you preach. And he definitely does. He's one of those rare people who generally, you know, will say what they say and they'll mean it and they'll act upon it. So props to him. Yeah, he does. And I think you don't see a lot of him really in the, in the, in the public eye as much in that sense i think he does he obviously uses his celebrity status as a platform to promote um those themes but generally you don't see him get caught up i don't think in in too much sort of celebrity life do you mm. he's, he's quite like daniel day lewis they're very similar actors because they only really pick roles like every one or two three years they're not just in like a film every year and i think it's because he does all that work on the side well, that's it. I mean, they're both massive actors and I guess they've got to that point in their careers as well where they can, you know, they can pick and choose films, um, you know, and be in, in all sorts. But, I mean, he's done he's done so many things. I mean, like Catch Me If You Can as well. That was... Um, I I just, I watched that only recently, like last week or something. I thought it was did you like it? I really liked it, yeah. yeah. I thought they were, him and Tom Hanks were good at yeah. playing with each other. They were brilliant. 
it's good and it's that sort of cheeky kind of comedy angle that he plays which again i guess you see a little bit more of that in the the wolf and wall street very versatile actor yeah i'd be interested to see obviously once upon a time in in hollywood was his, his latest one for last year so it'd be interesting to see i don't know what he's got coming up um this year i mean obviously things are on hold a little bit at the moment do you know if he's got anything in the pipeline yeah, Martin Scorsese is doing a film with him and Robert De Niro. Like Martin Scorsese always puts Leo and Robert in like most of his films, but they've never actually been together. I don't think so. All right, so it'll be quite a nice little crossover. I think it's like a western gangster film. So I think they're both two great choices, two great actors. I mean, the thing is, the list is endless, isn't it? Is there anyone else that um, stands out for you? Uh, as a male actor, I'm going to go with Christian Bale. Uh, I mean, I've always kind of liked him since I was a kid watching the Dark Knight movies and such because he's a brilliant Bruce Wayne. And no, I don't know about Batman, but he's he's good at playing the character. You know, he's got the, not so much about the voice, but I think the film that stands out for me is American Psycho. It's a really grisly yet quite funny movie about this guy on Wall Street who's just. I mean, it says the the clues in the title, but his role is just amazing in that he plays Patrick Bateman to a T. And it's kind of weird because I read the book as well. And reading the book, I'm always going to see Christian Bale as the character, even in the bits that aren't in the film that was in the book. He's just like the, the business card scene, the bit where he's got the axe and Jared Leto's in the room. I don't, yeah, I, yeah it's it's incredible like, how much he puts into the, the roles. And then you look at him doing all these crazy body transformations for the machinist and when he played Dick Cheney, and it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. <sighs> The machinist as well. I mean, God, he was skinny for that, really skinny. He just looked so unwell for that film, mm. which obviously was what was required. And again, I think it takes it takes a lot of effort, doesn't it, to be able to put your body through that, you know, for mm. a role. And then, and then he put loads of weight on to play Dick Cheney a couple of years ago, and he looked just <laughs> totally different. Yeah. Um, and then recently he was in Ford versus Ferrari and he played a really good character as well. Like, I don't know, he's he's cause he's quite a controversial figure as well because he's had a lot of outbursts on set and stuff. But yeah, I hear he's not the nicest of actors, I guess, to work with. And I guess that's the only thing from I think he's a, he's a brilliant actor in terms of on screen. I guess, I mean, I don't know him. So, you know, it's very hard to talk about would you potentially like someone or not. But you're right. I think it, it, he doesn't necessarily come across as the warmest likable of characters off screen. Yeah, it certainly seems that way. I think he's got a lot better recently in all his speeches and when he does interviews. He seems really like, you know, chirpy and he, he doesn't seem down and maybe he just had a rough couple of years. I don't know, but <laughs> he is very good. And, um, you know, American Psycho I only watched about a year ago. Um, and it is sort of like a cult classic film, isn't it? I'd always sort of wanted to see it and I'd, I kind of got around to it. It's just one of those films that, you know, you know, it was there and I ended up watching it and, um, you know, enjoyed it. And, you know, they're quite, I guess his characters, you know, quite some of them are quite mental, aren't they? They really push the boundaries quite a lot, which must be quite fun as an actor to play someone like that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like I said, he's, he's very versatile. Like I said, Dick Cheney, Batman, you know, Patrick Bateman, American Psycho. I don't think there's anything he can't do. He's just, you know, he's, he, if you give him a role, he'll probably say, yeah, I can probably do that in his own way. Are there any male actors that uh, float your boat? Well, I'm thinking going a bit more old school. So Jack Nicholson. So it ties in with the with the Joker because obviously he played the original 
um, Joker, obviously very different to how the other two actors um, portrayed it. But yeah, I think he's a is a fantastic actor, Jack Nicholson. You know, is is one of the oldies and the besties. Um, you know, what super well known for his role in The Shining, obviously, which is one of our favorite films. So you've got to love him too, I guess, Sam. Oh, it's that's my favorite movie. I think that's where. Jack's up there for me. I think he's in my top five. Old school actors, he's the best because I loved him as the Joker as well. But as Jack Torrance, he's he's just something else. Like his facial movements. I think he's one of the best animated actors because his body language is incredible. Yeah, he acts so much with his face, doesn't he? And as you say, those little, those kind of eyebrow raise and those little micro expressions he can do with his with his mouth. I mean, he's done, again, so many different sorts of films from the likes of The Shining, you know, from a sort of a thriller horror through to, you know, Anger Management, which is a, you know, a comedy. And then you've got As Good As It Gets and Something's Gotta Give. I love both of those films, sort of drama, comedy, rom-com style film. So, yeah, it's, again, very versatile and um, it's just... I don't know. I think you would have a really good chat with him. If you could get a coffee or have a beer with him, I bet you'd have a real laugh. He sort of seems like one of those actors that you could just be friends with. He was in, uh, he was, he co starred with Leo in The Departed as well, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Mm. Trying to think what else he, um, he was in. There was obviously one flew over the cuckoo's nest. So he, you know, kind of plays a crazy, but not too crazy, but a crazy, I guess, in that sense. I've not seen that film for a long time. No, same here. I think that was like where the whole crazy thing came from. And I think that's what, what made Stanley Kubrick cast him in The Shining. But he kind of plays two different versions of crazy. Cuckoo's Nest, he's not really crazy. He kind of is. And it's like, it's in, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, because that was five years before in um, yeah. 75 and The Shining was 1980. So, yeah, it's interesting. Mm. He won the Oscar for Cuckoo's Nest as well, I think. Three-time Academy Award winner and 12-time nominee. He received an Oscar nomination in every decade from the 60s through to the early 2000s. That's pretty good. Yeah, well, that, that shows a lot about him, doesn't it? You know, in good films and good roles as well, obviously, helps. But, yeah, I think he's he rolls with it, doesn't he? really makes any kind of role his own. And, um, you know, it, it, he always creates an interesting character that you want to get to know more about. We move on then. Um, <clears throat> so actresses then. There's tons, tons and tons of actresses as well. So take your pick. I'm going to start with Jodie Comer, who yeah. is relatively quite a new popular actress. I didn't really know much about her until I watched Killing Eve, which is on at the moment, a BBC show in its third season. And she plays this Russian assassin who's the villain of the show. And I mean, I just, that she blew me away. Like in the first season, she's just, she just commands the scream. Like the show's called Killing Eve. But really for me, it's about Villanelle, that the villain, she's just, she's just amazing. She do any accent. And the way she comes across in like person as well, interview, she's lovely. She's from Liverpool. Like she's, she just seems really sound and she's won a few BAFTAs now because of her role in that. And she's getting, you know, people are asking her to be in films and stuff. Like she's really blown up and she's, she just seems like such a lovely person. And when she's on screen, she'd like, she just chews up the scenery. There's no one who could do it like her. She's just, I'm glad they picked her. 
she's brilliant. Yeah, and it is amazing. I, I think I watched her on the, I think it was the Graham Norton show, and it was that it was just the fact that she had a really quite a heavy Liverpudlian Scouse accent, and you know, you're right, she can pull out any accent out of the bag, can't she? Sort of posh British. Um, Russian. She does loads of different accents when she's portraying different characters as part of Killing Eve. So yeah, I think you know, as a newcomer, I think she's she's really exciting to watch, and it'll be interesting to see what she does next. She's really young as well. Like she's about 25, 26. She's got a pretty full and strong career ahead of her. So good on her. Do you think though? I mean, interestingly, I guess this is the this is the big question. Is I mean, Villanelle is just such an amazing character, complicated character, a gift of a character really to play. So do you think she could go from that into something like a blockbuster film and still have that same level of appeal? Yeah, if not more, I think. Like this new Ryan Reynolds film that's coming out, it's got loads of big stars in it that actually, like that Taika Waititi, but she's like appealed to me because I'm like, oh, she this is like her first big blockbuster role. In the trailers, I'm like, I'm more appealed to Jodie Comer because like then Ryan Reynolds and stuff because I don't know I just I see a lot of potential in her I think she's gonna really relish it and you know I wouldn't be surprised if she's in so much more in the next in the coming years I think she'll keep that popularity I'd like to see her in a Tarantino movie as like uh I can imagine her as you know the bride you know the bride in uh, Kill Bill that type yeah. of female protagonist. I reckon she'd be brilliant in that. Something like that would be good. Definitely, I think. Yeah. yeah, she definitely has a lot of scope. I, I think the next big test will be to see her, as you say, in this next film and, and see see how she comes across and, and see what the appeal is there. Sounds what? like you've got a crush, Sam. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've head over heels. I think <laughs> I think we've all got a crush on her, to be honest. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know how you couldn't. So what about you then? Is there any actresses you're particularly fond of? Yeah, I think an actress that stands out for me is Helena Bonham Carter. I think, again, it's back to that versatility in terms of the, the types of different roles that she plays from, you know, the King's Speech, who is obviously um, Princess Margaret as well in the, in the Netflix show of The Crown, you know, through to the role that she played in in Harry Potter's Bellatrix Lestrange. I mean, sort of crazy character, children's sort of film through to, you know, royal family is quite a big, um, it's a big gap. Obviously, she's been in the the Tim Burton stuff, um, Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. So quite some quite um, unusual roles. I guess like Jack Nicholson, she's, she's quite animated as well she's she, her face her facial expressions of course she's a british actress as well um you know so she's she's done both the low budget independent art films as well as the large scale blockbusters so it's nice that again she sort of picks and chooses films i guess that she's she's passionate about and interested in yeah she's a very she's a very vibrant actress isn't she like character actress because she just every role she does play is quite different i mean the tim burton movies are all quite gothic and she plays a similar character but yeah like, the crown it shows that she's kind of branching out and i think you know i think she obviously like you said she's done a lot of films before that as well i think the stereotype is she's the the tim burton gothic character but then when you see her in something else you're like oh that's how i'm on carter yeah it. and that's good because it shows that she's playing it in a very convincing way 
Yeah, and you, you, yeah, as you say, you don't always notice. I mean, she was in Fight Club back in the nineties, end of the nineties, you know. So it's just she's been that, in some of those classic films as well. That that's the one I was thinking. I was like, what film she in? Like one of my yeah. favorite films she's in that. She's absolutely amazing in that. Like that's yeah. probably my favorite role. Like the chemistry with Brad Pitt and Edward Norton's awesome. Darla, Darla, that's Darla, it. that's it. Mm. Anyone that you can think of? Anyone else? Uh, another actress that's in The Crown. I've not actually watched The Crown, but I know she's amazing. Oh, you need to watch it. It's really good. Yeah, I've not. I like like the royal family or you're a royalist. You don't have to be a royalist to watch it. It is. It's just it's just a really good character story. And in essence, obviously, it's about, you know, the royal family and, and how they came to be. But it is that all the actresses and actors in there are brilliant. I think I'm going to go with you're going to say Claire Foy. Nope. Oh, you know? No, I'm going to go with Olivia Coleman. Oh, okay. I think she's the she's playing the queen at the moment, isn't she? Yes, she is. Yeah, yeah. she is like without a doubt one of the most sweetest people I've ever seen. She won the Oscar <laughs> years ago for the uh, for playing uh, the queen in the favorite, and she was amazing in that. Um, I like her because she just seems very down to earth. You know, she went from doing. British comedy shows like Peep Show and you know a lot of the Mitchell and Webb sketch shows and stuff, and she's gone from doing that to Broadchurch to a little bits in Doctor Who, and and then she's just gone to being all these films, and she's in Hot Fuzz as well. She's just she's like on top of the world now, and I just like it's kind of like an underdog thing, you know. She's gone from doing these sitcoms and these British sitcoms to being an award winning actress, and, and really now like she's. I generally think she's one of the best actors in the world. I think people love her. I've never met anyone who doesn't like her or doesn't like what she does. You know, I think she's very commanding and I'm glad she's gone from being this underdog person, you know, to now being a, an Oscar winning actress. It's brilliant really. Yeah. And the crown as well. I mean, it, you know, it was so well received with um, Claire Foy's role. I mean, who did a, an amazing job. And if you watch her now, um, Olivia Coleman is the, as the queen now equally she does an amazing job too it's just obviously the queen is it's going at a later stage in her life and um yeah she'll have put her own little spin on it and made it her own and um yeah i think she does a brilliant job she's good at playing queens if you haven't seen the favorite i recommend it i think you'd like it and any other actresses that take your fancy i think um sandra bullock has to be um definitely in my top list i mean i think the interesting thing about her is she's always sort of played um you know she's cast as the leading actress the sort of sexy actress but then a lot of her films are you know thrillers they're action films and she doesn't play the sort of stereotypical um you know in the in the kind of rom-coms her character isn't the sort of stereotypical leading female which i think is quite nice um and you know refreshing so again you know she's she's pretty versatile i think she tends to sort of sit more in the in the rom-com side of things all the thrillers and the action films sort of light action i guess in that sense so i've not actually seen sandra bullock in a lot you know in bird box which we've talked about before uh, and to be fair, while it's not the best movie i think she does you know i think it yeah well, i can but... say about that um mm. She's still a really good. She still does a good performance in that. I think she works well. What she's you know given because she's still you know there's a lot of moments where I'm like, well, I'm following this character and I do quite like her. 
And a lot of that wouldn't be because, you know, a lot of that is because of the way she's performing it. Because even if you don't like the film, you can still like a character and she's very good at that. So, and then Machine, is it Rush with Keanu Reeves? Is it Rush? Can't it's called now. Speed, that's one. <laughs> Close enough. Rush. Rush was the <laughs> film with, was that the car one? I think Rush was the car one. Yeah, probably. Yeah. probably. yeah, I mean, Speed back in, you know, 1994, I think that was one of her first um, sort of roles, you know, action thriller type thing. And, yeah, she's been in, you know, other rom-coms while you were sleeping, thrillers like The Net, A Time to Kill, Ocean's 8, The Proposal, Two Weeks Notice, Miss Congeniality. So quite a lot of rom-coms and stuff, I guess, that I wouldn't normally watch because rom-coms are sort of definitely lower down my list. But I think that's why I like her as a as an actress because the roles that she plays aren't, they're not the sort of stereotypical leading actress roles that you would find generally in, in a rom-com. Yeah, she was very well revered in Gravity as well, wasn't she? Yeah, Gravity was a big one. I mean, again, you know, to be able to kind of command the screen because, I mean, you've got George Clooney, haven't you, in the, the opening part of that. Is it George Clooney? Yeah, it's George Clooney. Okay, so, so you've got George Clooney, obviously, in the opening part of that movie, but then predominantly it's her in space. So, you know, again, I think she did a pretty good job to be able to kind of command that sort of screen presence and, and see see it through. It is essentially just her on her own, really, isn't it? Yeah. Like, think about that. It's like, I've got... Locked in a film. box. <laughs> yeah, this film is basically mine. You know, I've got so much room and things to play with the director and such. And I like it when they do things like that. You know, when there's a limited number of actors means they can just go wild and do lots of different things and say she's on her own you know, on this massive set with this really claimed director, is it Alfonso Caran? Like yeah. that that must be that must be like an honor in a way, like, oh wow, this is where I really get to flex. Yeah, it must have been a big, I guess, movie moment for her and a big highlight, I guess, of her career. Because you're right, to have all of the you know, all of those people and that. And of course she was the um she's a Golden Globe winner for the best actress in the drama The Blind Side. Oh wow, interesting. Well she's got that star power, hasn't she? So like I wouldn't be surprised if she ended up in like a Marvel or Star Wars film, a big budget film like that, you know, she would sell, you know. I realise that Marvel and they like to put in loads of big acts. So they're going to put Christian Bale in a new film soon as well. It's like they're they're now they've had so many actors in their films. They're looking for big actors, you know, who've got really established names. I won't be surprised she popped up in one. Yeah, I think she, as I say, I think she's going into a bit more blockbustery stuff now, isn't she? But um, she isn't a bad thing, you know, like Bird Box and stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean Bird Box, as we talked about in uh, one of our previous vlogs. I mean that. <sighs> I think, again, she did a good job of that film, but the film itself, I think, let her down in that sense. And, you know, she's she's 55 now, so she looks fabulous still, obviously, but, you know, she was portraying, she was a 55-year-old portraying, you know, a woman of a sort of <laughs> childbearing age, you know, probably in her early 30s. So I think that was, I think we're maybe stretching that a little bit. As if she's 55. Yeah, I know. Maybe like 30, 40 or something, but it's weird. Really cool. Yeah, like people like Jared Leto and Johnny Depp who look are about 50, and it's like, how? She doesn't how? look 55. I mean, she looks incredible, but she definitely she definitely looks on the on the too older side to be having a, you know, a young baby and then bringing them up and taking them white water rafting. Are there any um like quick fire actors, actresses you can 
throw out? Um, Morgan Freeman is always a classic. You know, if you want that distinctive, authoritative voice of calm, it's Morgan Freeman. Got a little bit of Morgan Freeman. Ryan Gosling, I think he's an exceptional actor. Jake Gyllenhaal, Saoirse Ronan, Ronan's a really good actress. Uh, Florence Pugh, Anna Diamas. I really like Sarah Paulson. So she's sort of better known for, I guess, some of her bigger roles recently have been on American Horror Story. Again, Netflix. Um, her and Jessica Lang, the two of those. I mean, Jessica Lang is fantastic. So, of course, there's someone out there for everyone. But let us know what you think. Who's your favourite actor? Who's your favourite actress? What have they been in? What have you enjoyed? What haven't you enjoyed? Do let us know. We'd be interested to hear your thoughts.